0: Hello, and welcome to Chaplain's Word of the Day. I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett, and I invite you to come along with me as we explore God's Word so that we can be inspired, challenged, and comforted together. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about errant blows as I comment on Numbers 20, verses 7 through 12. This passage reads... Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock And he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and stroked the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. My wife and I live in the country, and in recent weeks, I've occupied myself from time to time on Saturdays by clearing a fence line. Now, we have a small pasture in the front of our home that's fenced and a larger one in the rear that's fenced. Our neighbors to the south have a fence line along that shared property line, and so the only section of our land that's without a fence is our northern property line between the two pastures. So the Good Idea Ferry visited me some weeks ago and convinced me that I needed to erect a fence along that line. And so I've been making the necessary preparations. The problem was that the Good Idea Ferry didn't realize, or didn't care, that the new fence line would ru- run through terrain that is essentially South Alabama jungle. Now I was able to use a chainsaw to begin the task of clearing the fence line, but because the tops of the trees and the shrubs are intertwined and bound together by vines, the chainsaw work resulted in what resembled a green tunnel that was not tall enough to stand up in, much less to build a fence under. And so I had to go old school, and I assembled various hand tools from which I could attack the green tunnel from the inside. One of the tools I used was a small axe. Larger than a hatchet, but smaller than the full-size version of the tool. I've never been very good with an axe, and that was still true as I worked to open the top of this green tunnel. The key to using an axe is to strike the same two places over and over again. One stroke to score the log and a second to cut out the wood leaving a notch. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Soon, you need to switch to the other side to take a stroke to score the log and then to cut the wood out, leaving a notch. Rinse and repeat, you you get the picture. If done properly, the tree or limb will soon be severed, leaving a clean stump and an arrow-shaped log. That is if you hit the same two places time and again. Sadly, I often can't do that. (laughs) I often find myself making errant strokes, hitting the tree in multiple places without effectively notching out the opposing sides of the tree. It's the logging equivalent of the death of a thousand cuts, and it frequently makes a mess of the process. I have found that a few precise blows were worth much more than a flurry of wild uncoordinated action. Not only does the tree get cut more quickly, it's also much less tiring for me than if I have a bunch of errant blows. In the midst of my uh, exertions in the green tunnel, God brought me to mind a simple but I think profound truth. An errant blow is a wasted blow. Flailing away at a problem or situation is no more effective and efficient than I was when I was flailing away at the undergrowth in the green tunnel. And this is a lesson I think we also can learn from our focal passage for today. Moses, apparently frustrated because the children of Israel were vociferously complaining of their extreme thirst, didn't listen when God gave him instructions to speak to the rock. Instead, he struck the rock with his staff, not once, but twice. He didn't miss the rock the way I missed my mark with cutting trees, but he still made two errant blows on the rock, and significant consequences followed. Now, I want you to note that God, in His mercy, provided water for the Israelites despite the errant blows. He had every right to withhold the water because Moses had disobeyed. But since we know God is love, He nurtured His people. And so Moses disobeyed, struck his errant blows, and it was all good, right? Um, nope. Sorry. God's justice demanded that Moses and Aaron were held accountable for their disobedience, and both were banned from the Promised Land. These consequences were severe for a seemingly minor lapse. After all, the Israelites were getting on his very last nerve, right? So it was natural that Moses was distracted. Yet, errant blows are dangerous blows, and we need to avoid them. An errant blow with an axe can be dangerous, and many toes have been severed in such a manner. An errant blow in spiritual matters can lead others astray or present a bad witness for Christ. An errant blow with an axe can be very tiring, but an errant blow in spiritual matters may cause us to strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. An errant blow with an axe is a wasted blow, but an errant blow spiritually is disobedience, and that is very serious. One of the most important safety factors in using any tool is to stay focused. Someone who is distracted can strike an errant blow with an ax or some other tool and cause irreparable damage to themselves or another person. Losing our focus focus spiritually can also result in delivering errant blows with untold consequences. We need to maintain our focus and our spiritual poise. We need to maintain our trust in God and in His guidance and His instructions to us. God can strike a straight blow with a crooked stick. We see that in this passage, but we don't have His supernatural powers. Let us guard our hearts and strike solid blows in faith for the cause of Christ. Before I go, let me share my new book with you. Seminary taught me to be a pastor, but the army taught me to be a leader. I would like to share how God melded those two skill sets in my new book, Decently and in Order. It's available now on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. If you want to know more about effectively leading teams and events, check out Decently and in Order on Amazon.com. I believe you will find it eye-opening and helpful. That's Decently and in Order by Otis Corbett. Thanks for taking a look. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another portion of God's Word that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett.